everyone, and welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and what I thought I'd do today, guys, is I would do a quick Brucey bonus review of the AEW New Japan pay-per-view Forbidden Door. John Moxley, Hiroshi Tanahashi, they will collide in our main event, and only one man will walk out as the interim AEW World Champion. We will also see a four-way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Switchblade Jay White defending. Hangman Page, Kazuchiko Kata, Adam Cole, the challengers. One fall, anybody can win. Speaking of four-way matches, the brand new AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Will it be Miro, Pac, Malakai Black, or Clark Connors? We'll see. Don't sleep on Clark Connors. Also a trios tag team match with huge stakes at Blood and Guts this coming Wednesday. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara with the Jericho Appreciation Society team up with Minoru Suzuki to take on Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. So you're telling me that for the first time ever, Chris Jericho and Minoru Suzuki are gonna team up? My God, how about this one? For the AEW Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa defending against Tony Storm. I'm predicting a new champion here tonight. Whoa. Wow. Well, we got a trios tag team match, a big one. The Bullet Club, man, gonna collide with the dudes with attitude. Shingo Takagi, Sting, and Darby Allen teaming together. That's Who wild. Who would have ever thought? That's one tough. night only, the Bucks are back in Bullet Club. This could be the super kick party that they talk about forever. And winner takes all three teams. Two championships, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship, the IWGP Tag Team Championship, but only one winner, FTR, United Empire's Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn, and Rapongi Vice, Rocky Romero and Trent Moretta. And what a card, of course, which will also feature the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship. So much controversy around this title, but tonight, the champion, Will Ospreay, will defend against Orange Cassidy. Where's the belt? It's on the shoulder of Juice Robinson. And what he refuses to give it back. One of the greatest, arguably the greatest, Matt Technician in world of pro wrestling, Zack Sabre Jr., will compete against a mystery opponent. Who is it? Who was hand-picked? Who was hand-picked by Brian Danson to compete against Zack Sabre Jr.? That graphic is orange. <laughs> it's not me. But Taz, you know, the only thing we know for certain is that man is the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. But the main event, you know the winner of this match, John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi, will be on an inevitable collision course with CM Punk to unify the AEW World Championship. And the first match we had guys on the official show, because beforehand on the buy-in, you had um, Bishaman being Haruku Goto and Yoshihashi defeated the Factory being Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. You had Lance Archer beating Nick Komamoto. You had uh, Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland uh, beating Suzuki Gun being El Desperado and Yoshinomaru Kanamaru. And then the final match in the pre, um, on the buy-in slash pre-show, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, was Max Caster and the Gun Club being Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn beating Yuri Uramura and the New Japan LA Dojo consisting of Alex Coglin, the DKC and Kevin Knight. So that's what happened on the pre-show. And then the first match on the actual card, we had Minoru Suzuki... Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara 
versus Eddie Kingston, Shooter Umino and Willie Utah. Now, guys, this match was pretty good. I mean, you had um, the amazing crowd sing along to the amazing Casino as we always do, because it's Manuel Suzuki and he's an absolute legend. And it was a quite a good, fun six-man tag. You had the great moments between Manuel Suzuki and Eddie Kingston, because those two are great. And it was just overall a really good opener. And the next match we had, guys, was the freeway winner takes all for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Heavyweight Championship. And this is between FTR versus the Great O'Khan and Jeff Cobb versus Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. Uh, now, guys, this match was great. I mean, FTR are just a fucking amazing, as usual, in every match that they're in. Like, even though they were taken out throughout most of it being Dax Harwood, it was cool to have him come back and then actually go on to win the match. And then now, um, IWGP, Ring of Honor and Chipway Tag Team Champions, and I'm hoping in the future to then win the AEW Tag Team Championship as well. And then they'll become the, the mega team because FTR are just fucking amazing as they are and stuff. And I just think this match was great because FTR are really, really good. And if you guys want to watch a good tag team then I would highly recommend FTR because FTR are truly amazing and I'm so happy to see them go on to the heights that they've gone on to now where they're being the Ring of Honor AAA and now the IWGP tag team champions they will go on to become even bigger and better stars because that's what they truly fucking deserve because FTR are fucking amazing and the next match we had guys was for the AW All-Atlantic Championship and we had Pac Versus Clark Connors versus Miro versus Manakai Black. Now, guys, this was another good match too. I mean, you had Pac, who's just fucking awesome. Miro, who's great. Manakai Black is really good. Clark Connors, I don't really know who he is because obviously they had to change his match a little bit because Tomoro Ishii got injured, which then they brought back in Clark Connors because they obviously had a match beforehand where Tomoro Ishii beat Clark Connors. But I think this match was great. Some great... Uh, moves, some great stuff, and it was just cool to see Pac uh, win the match and become the new champion, being the All-Atlantic champion, so it was quite cool to see him win it because it's nice to kind of see AEW signing to bring forth and bring up Pac because Pac is so good. But then again, Miro's really good as well, so I'm hoping after this match, Miro will go on to become bigger and better as well because these two men are great and Manica Black's really good too. And the next match we had, guys was between Darby Allen, Sting and Shingo Takagi versus uh, Matt and Nick Jackson and El Fantasmo. Now, guys, this match was another great six-man tag. I mean, AEW do some amazing trios matches. I mean, the fact that Sting did a big dive from the stage, the fact that Sting goes out and puts on these amazing matches, the fact that Sting as well no-sold the super kicks and was... Like, you know, pumping up and doing the stuff that he does as well, I thought was really, really good. And I just think for me as well, it was just awesome just to see how amazing and truly great Sting is that even for a man who's in his 60s, and I, I know he's only had a couple matches this year, but the fact that he can go on to have these great matches and Darby Allen's really good and you have, um, obviously as well, Shingo Takagi and you have like... um El Phantasmo, except going to do really good stuff as well. I just thought it was a great match. And it's just great to see Sting do so, so well. And it helps remind you why Sting is such an amazing legend and such an icon in the business. And the next match we had, guys, was for the AEW Women's Championship between Thunder Rosa 
versus Tony Storm. Now I found guys, by being the only women's match on the card, because even though, yes, I wanted there to be more women's matches, like, I felt the show Miss Jade Cargill, etc. and stuff, because Jade Cargill was just fucking awesome. But I feel for me, this match was really, really good. Tony Storm is a fucking awesome. Thunder Rose is really, really good. And I felt that both women having a great match together and stuff, it was just really, really good. And, it, and it's just really cool as well to see there being a women's match, because obviously in Japan, they have their promotions differently. So they have... Uh, Men's promotion being New Japan, Shima then being the Japanese promotions, the women's promotion and stuff. And it's quite cool to have like this show have this match because it's putting over both women because Tony Storm's great, Thunder Rose is really, really good as well. And it's just cool to just have a great match between two great female wrestlers. And it was just cool to see both women put on a great match and a great show for all the fans in the arena and watching at home. And the next match we had, guys, was for the IWGP United States Championship between Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Now, guys, this match was great too. I mean, I'm not much a fan of Orange Cassidy because I kind of find his gimmick to be a bit too gimmicky for me. But Will Ospreay is just wow, amazing. And I thought it was really cool as well to see Will Ospreay come out wearing the Rev Pro Championship because even though he is the IWGP champion where Osprey is, it's weird that there's this story along with Juice Robinson where he has the championship and stuff and I just find that to be a bit slightly weird but it was cool to see him come out with the Rev Pro Championship. I love uh, that man, he's so so good, he's great in the ring, uh, great everything that he does, it was just cool to see him utilise his high flyness but also utilise his more um, heavyweight style that he does more recently as well because obviously he wants to separate more from the junior heavyweight style of wrestling to include more of a heavyweight style as well. Uh, the fact that Orange Cassidy, when he did actually become more of a, a professional wrestler, showed you just actually how good he can be about the stupid hands in the pockets thing and that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was a great match. And the fact that we had um, Orange Cassidy kick out of the hidden blade but then get beaten by a storm breaker just shows you just how good of a wrestler when he's actually does it properly orange cassidy is but then also as well just how good will osprey is as well and then after the match guys we had um aussie open come in to attack uh orange cassidy and then you had like a few other people come in to help but then you had the great man that is shibata come out to save the day and just shows how awesome he is that he had such a great reaction that it was just awesome to see him back doing some stuff in the world of professional wrestling. And the next match we had, guys, was between the debuting Claudio Casanoli versus Zack Sabre Jr. Now, guys, this match as well was fantastic too. I mean, the fact we had Claudio come out and make his debut, I thought was just fucking amazing because Cesaro, now Claudio, go back to his real name, Claudio Casanoli, is just fucking awesome. I mean... The man is just absolutely insane. The strength he had where he was able to uh, keep hold of Zack Sabre Jr., walk up the steps and slam him down. The amazing uppercuts, the clotheslines, all the stuff that he does and stuff. The great selling that he does as well by Zack, where Zack was aiming for, obviously, his arm to stop the big swing. And when he tried to go for the big swing, he couldn't do it and everything else. And it's just awesome just to see how technical and just how amazing in the ring that Zack Sabre Jr. is to put on a great match as well and hopefully when Brian Danielson uh, recovers we'll then end up having the match between 
Brian and Zach would be really cool to see as well. And I, and I just think as well, overall, this match is just great. It's a great debut for Claudio. He gets, he's against one of the best opponents you can have with Zack Sabre Jr. And I think for me, overall, this was probably my match of the night and a great match to show. If anyone has to watch one match from this pay-per-view, I'd recommend this one because it shows you a great crowd, a great match. And it's one of those things that helps show people why when professional wrestling is done right, it can be truly fucking amazing and one of the best things in the world and the next match we had guys was for the iwgp heavyweight championship and that is between jay white versus adam page versus adam cole versus kachuka okada now then guys first of all okada is just fucking amazing the man is just insane the the pop he gets just everything about this guy is amazing i mean you know, the fact that in Tekken 7, you can play as him, as King, obviously, and he does the Rainmaker, it's just great. I mean, Okada is just a mega star. Okada is just so, so good. Adam Cole's great. Jay White's really good. And Adam Page is good too. I mean, it was good to see uh, the spotlight that they put onto Okada with his amazing drop kicks and his amazing moves that he does and stuff. But I felt like the ending was a bit abrupt, because obviously they had to end it because obviously Adam Cole got injured with his concussion. But I felt like if given a bit more time and a bit more of a chance to highlight and show just how good Okada is, I felt it would have been a better and bigger match to show off why New Japan is so good and why the heavyweight championship is so important in the world of professional wrestling. But Okada is amazing and one of the best in the world. And it's now time for the main event. And in the main event, we had for the interim AW World Championship. And this is between John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, guys, originally this match was going to be between CM Punk versus Tanahashi. But then due to, obviously, the injury that Punk um, had with his foot slash knee, he's had to get surgery. So he's now out for a while. So in the interim, they brought in the interim championship. And basically how it worked was they had a um, battle royale, or bat- uh, a battle royale, as it were, on AEW Dynamite, where you had Kyle O'Reilly win it. So he then fought against John Moxley. And then the winner of that match went on to fight against the winner of uh, the match that Tanahashi had, which he won, which then they had this match to then have the interim world champion. So yeah, so you have this match between these two great wrestlers. I mean, these two had a great match. Um, Tanahashi's amazing, as he always is. John Moxley's really, really good. You had some great moments, some great spots. You uh, you had um, John Moxley get given his big move to the outside. He then started bleeding, so that added more to the match because obviously blood can add more to the match because it's kind of like, oh my God, the man is fighting through the pain, fighting through the punishment of his blood and and all the bleeding and stuff to then go on to then win the championship with his paradigm shift. And I thought it was really cool because even though I wanted Tanahashi to win because it'd be quite cool to have Tanahashi win and stuff. But obviously they couldn't really do that. All this other big stuff in New Japan. And I just think it was quite a cool main event because even though, yes, I might have changed a few of the matches where I would have had a few more um, singles matches rather than being a lot of multi-mans. But I think overall, besides obviously all the injuries that happened and stuff and and everything else that kind of... um hindered this show i felt it was really good the time flew by really really quickly and i think for me this show was a lot more better than um double or nothing because as much as i liked double or nothing 
I found Double or Nothing to be far too long and I like the fact that this show was a lot more well paced and only being four hours rather than being like five or six with Double or Nothing. You didn't feel the time as much and I feel for a first time show it was really good but hopefully with having Kenny Omega back, Brian Danielson and CM Punk that the next AW New Japan cross promotion show, whatever it might be, could be Forbidden Door 2, it could be you know, like Clash of the Worlds or whatever they want to call it, Global Wars or whatever you want to call it, like take the Rev Pro route, that um, it will be really, really cool to see what they can do with a full roster, with some great singles matches, with a full roster, some amazing singles matches that we can see why when wrestling is at its best and you have two great promotions working with each other, how professional wrestling can prosper and become as big as it ever, ever truly was. And so then, guys, what my match of the night and MVP would probably have to be, my match of the night would probably have to go to, like I mentioned before, the um, Claudio Castanoli versus Axe Jr. match. I mean, this was a great debut for Claudio Castanoli. It shows you just how good of a technical wrestler Saxeba Jr. is. That I think overall it's a great match and the match I recommend anyone to watch from this entire show. But my MVP would also have to go to Claudio Castanoli. I mean, it's great to finally see him in AEW. I mean, hopefully he'll be utilised to be a more of a bigger star than he ever was in WWE because I feel for me he was their biggest and I do mean actually probably one of their biggest I probably would say more than, than the biggest like wasted opportunity ever like I thought he should have been a multi-time world champion he is that amazing and that good but having him now in AEW and having him have that great match against Zack Sabre Jr having him be put over like a million bucks having him come out to great reaction slightly different look and the attire that he wore and stuff being part of the Blackpool Combat Club being paired up with um, Brian Danielson John Moxley Willie Utah William Regal and stuff will hopefully prospect him up to be a truly truly great star that he truly is and truly deserves and hopefully one day he will become either the Ring of Honor IWGP or the AW World Heavyweight Champion and it's awesome seeing Claudio in AW the only way is up and that, my friends, was my quick review of the AW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view. This has been Mark Sylvester from Naya Wrestling, guys. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. But most of all, don't forget to take care. And always remember, Claudio Casanoli section. Casino, ne?